Hi, my name is Jamie, and I am a depressed optimist. After years of having a bad attitude, I decided that I wanted to at least try and change that. While I don't have it all figured out, this is an opportunity to come along with me as I make my way. On this podcast, I'll get a little personal, a little emotional, and a little analytical so that I can have hope, get shit done, and find happiness. Because today is as good as any other. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I hope that everyone is doing well and is as safe and happy and healthy as we all can be during this time while so many places are still under stay-at-home orders. I hope that everybody is doing well and is caring for yourselves in the best way that we possibly can right now. And I think that today's episode is going to touch on that topic of caring for yourself and practicing self-care in whatever way is best for you. And I know that one of the ways that I really like to practice self-care is to take care of my skin. And if you listen to my episode about why I stopped wearing makeup and how it helped me love my face, I do touch on that in that episode about how recently I have been taking the initiative to really care for my skin as best as possible and to explore all the things that skincare has to offer me. Because really, I think that skincare and at least some level of basic skincare is a really big part of health because our skin is the largest organ on our entire body and what we put on it is important because we are still absorbing it into our person. In addition to the health and wellness aspect of skincare that's very practical and physical, I also think that Um, caring for my skin has really helped me improve my self-image and mental health because it is both a way to take time for myself and to take a moment to care for myself and also it is a practice that has quite frankly improved the way that I look. Which isn't to say that if your skin is not where you want it to be that means that you are not beautiful but when I began to really care for my skin and notice those positive changes, it helped me feel beautiful in my own skin. (laughs) No pun intended. And a little bit of background, because I do want to be completely transparent about my skincare journey, is that a lot of my ability to care for my skin and when I began to start engaging in some more, quite frankly, expensive practices for my skin was during a time that I was modeling for a skincare brand and medical spa, which means that on a pretty regular basis, I was getting hydrofacials and chemical peels and microdermabrasions and all of just various things that was in a specific 90-day plan to make my skin really, really beautiful very quickly, and none of it was at any cost to me. I was sort of doing it as a trial person for them as a model so that they could use my photographs, and I realized that being able to do those things, first of all, was not something that I would ever be able to do on my own because, quite frankly, it's really expensive to care for your skin, especially in a luxury setting like that. And it comes with an immense amount of privilege to be able to do those things both monetarily and time-wise and also just, I guess, luck of the draw with how quickly you're able to get your skin to where you want it to be based on the products and services that you're using. And on that subject, I'm really immensely grateful for the opportunity that I had to do that with the Body and Beauty Lab. And I also want to just recognize the fact that, you know, even though those were things that I was really lucky to be able to do, I will say that it really opened my eyes to the fact that it is 
a really great practice to maybe every once in a while, definitely not as often as I was going during that time, but every once in a while, maybe go to a professional who can care for your skin in a way that maybe you can't at home. Which brings me to our very wonderful, honored, and distinguished guest on today's podcast, Jillian Wood. Jillian is a fellow fire sign, a vibrant spirit, and a knowledgeable skincare professional. Having graduated esthetician school in 2020, she is trained in the art of facials, microdermabrasions, chemical peels, and so much more. She's a longtime friend of mine, and she is my personal trusted skincare professional. I have had her hands on my face many times now, and I gotta say, she's wonderful at what she does. She definitely knows what she's doing, and I don't trust anybody else with my skin the way that I trust her with my skin. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Jillian Wood. Hello, Jillian. Thank you so much for joining us here on this podcast today. Yes, of course. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I figured we would just get right into it because I guess the point of this whole conversation is to just sort of talk about what skincare looks like right now and how we should be caring for our skin. So I think probably the first thing that I want to ask you is what do you think is a pretty standard regular practice of what people should be doing to keep their skin healthy during the before times or the normal times like treatments frequency of things (laughs) products stuff like that um in all honesty I feel like to keep the skin like pretty healthy and like clear I feel like I would always recommend just like a solid step-by-step skincare routine like for the morning and nighttime I mean, even before we get into, like, any treatments or frequencies or procedures, just simply following, like, a good schedule with products directed to your skin type is definitely ideal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what do you, so what happens when you don't do that? Like, what, what would you say is, like, the general scenario of what happens when a person just doesn't really have any kind of a skincare routine and doesn't really take care of their skin? Well, in all honesty, it can actually go either way because I have a couple friends and clients who are pretty lucky enough to have decent genes and Mm -hmm. skin to not have to apply a bunch of products to take care of it. Some people can be good with just washing their face once or twice a day um, or even every other day. Nothing will really change with their skin. Mm -hmm. They won't even have to put on like moisturizer or like exfoliate that much. But what a dream. Yeah, I'm exfoliating all the time. (laughs) But uh, one of my closest friends, which I still cannot figure out this mystery, like being a skincare professional, Mm -hmm. is she went from washing her face and using masks and moisturizing and a toner. Like she had pretty heavy acne skin. Mm -hmm. And recently when I just saw her, she was only using like Jehovah oil, which is like a pretty natural um, non-comogenetic oil. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really clog the pores. But she was just using that overnight, and her skin is super clear. So it either it really just like ranges from person to person. But I believe that with a person with dry or oily or like combination skin, if it leaves it ignored, it's only going to make the skin worsen. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because if you were to, have, yeah, if you were to have like oily skin and be prone to breakouts, not washing or exfoliating can definitely lead to like more congested areas with blackheads or pimples. This mm-hmm. can also lead to like excessive oil production, like dryness, and like even eczema-like skin conditions, which is like that bumpy, that yeah, bumpy that texture. texture. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have that over my arms. It sucks. <laughs> so. But, so for that, like, for people who are used to, you know, having a regular skincare routine or maybe who are, like, figuring out their skincare situation, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even, like, I'm, I guess I'm more asking for people who are used to going to skincare professionals to yeah. help care for your skin in a way that maybe you can't on your own with a skincare routine, because I know that I do like to go for the occasional facial or the full um what you do on me the microdermabrasion um like those so obviously with the quarantine like people aren't able to go and do that for their skin and have that done by a professional so uh what do you think are some of the things that people are going to start to see with their skin and how are ways that maybe at home we might be able to correct those things or uh maintain the skincare that we once maybe were before well yeah so i mean Definitely, like, if you're used to going to get facials, which is, like, usually, like, once a month and, like, getting Mm -hmm. microdermabrasion or, like, chemical peels, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to notice that, you know, the acne might start popping up or, like, dry patches might start coming back on, like, certain areas of your cheeks or, like, under the mouth. And, I mean, it really sucks because even I want a facial. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm so sick of doing it to my own self. Like, it's always a lot better when you can get something done by someone else who's a skincare professional or, like, can really, like, examine your skin. Mm -hmm. But if you can't, I would definitely just say, like, there are a lot of products. Even, like, you can look on Amazon or online. And if you have the money, there's a lot of, like, at-home, like, frequencies and, like, galvanic machinery and even, like, small, like, microdermabrasion machines that, like, range from, like, Mm -hmm. $25 to $50, So, like, if that was something that you've dealt with, because the microdermabrasion always, like, you know, like, clears the skin, like, removes the excess oil, the dirt, helps with acne scars, and you could definitely look into getting one of those. But if you don't have the money, it's always good to exfoliate, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, two or three times a week, or find a mask that would be, like, ideal for your given situation for the skin. Yeah, yeah. I've been using that, the very classic, like, Amazonian clay, uh, the Aztec clay or whatever it is. I've been using that one. But I've definitely noticed, like, since I've, you know, stopped doing that and since the quarantine has been happening that I have had, like, a little bit more being prone to breakouts and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people have. Um, Yeah. So... What do you think are some things that, like, people should watch out for in, like, ingredients and stuff like that for if they are going to do at-home treatments or at-home, like, even machinery, like you were saying, like, things that maybe to avoid? I feel like the most general advice I can give for, like, looking for any product is to look for the least ingredients possible. Mm. Because you have to think, like, the more ingredients there are, the less vital the actual components that are going to, like, help your skin will actually be potent. Mm -hmm. I mean... Even so, like, up to 60% of, like, what we put on our skin gets absorbed. And the FDA, I've learned, doesn't even, like, really regulate skincare products. So, basically, anything can be added into a formula. That's so scary. I know. (laughs) It's so scary. Because it's, like, there's so many things on the back label that someone's going to read that and not know what's all the 
little abbreviations are gonna mean mm-hmm. i would look out for i mean the biggest one is like aluminum mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard of that with yeah. like deodorant too yeah, yeah it's like a toxic metal mm-hmm. but parabens Mm-hmm. that are in it those are usually like the preservatives and they're found in a lot of moisturizers mm-hmm. which any good like natural product is gonna have usually like a shelf life so I always like I always like recommend my clients to like do organic or natural products because it's just if it has a shelf life and you know that it's natural ingredients and it won't you know what I mean like it's gonna expire so like that just shows that like it's something that is beneficial for your skin and is not just fake and you're slapping it on because you're putting organic Um, materials into your skin and like we're organic beings and stuff so that would make a ton of sense oh exactly like we're organic beings we want to like put nutrients into our skin not poison it so but um look out for chemicals abbreviated as like DEA and MEA or TEA, which are usually, like, found in a lot of products that foam, mm. like, facial cleansers. Yeah. And uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, because that also helps the products foam rather than, like, bubble. Mm-hmm. But they're honestly, like, found in, like, most personal care products, which is horrifying. Yeah, um, so a lot of, like, more organic products and stuff like that that don't have those are probably going to be oh, better. yeah, for sure. Maybe on the plus side of all this, because we've got all this information that we're trying to take in to, like, you know, care for our skin as best as possible, especially when we don't have those skincare professionals. But there are probably a lot of people who are noticing that they've got more time on their hands to maybe practice self-care. You know, an excess of time slash energy to be able to do things maybe for our skin that we wouldn't be able to do in our regular lives. So are there things that you think would be a really great idea to maybe incorporate that now might be the best time to incorporate those things? I would say, I mean, even when I was in school and I was training, we did a whole unit on like natural skincare and we had Mm. to create our own skincare line and we had to buy like store-bought ingredients. So you can always make basically your own skincare products. You can make a cleanser, which would just be like a gentle soap and one of my favorite brands is Dr. Bronner. I like, love Dr. Bronner. It's so gentle. It has like no additives. It has like essential oils in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cruelty free and vegan. So that's great too. Amazing. But, yes. Amazing in many ways. <laughs> but um, I would say just like you can use like a gentle soap and mm-hmm. add a couple like drops of like your essential oil into it. There's a bunch of them that are like great for skin, like, uh, tea tree oil is amazing for oily skin mm-hmm. and breakouts because it's like an antibacterial. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely cleans the skin. And there's rosehip, which has like a lot of vitamin C and mm-hmm. it's good for hydrating. And then you can also make like your own mask, which is the oh, best yeah. part. You could use like lemon and lemon and sugar and coffee grounds. Oh, I love and- coffee masks. Yes. Oh, my God. They're good with um, exfoliants, too, because oh, cool, it's not yeah. too harsh on the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about using at-home masks with things like avocados and oh, turmeric yeah. and stuff, too. I've done masks with turmeric before. Yeah, no, those, that's, like, it's good for moisturizing, but it's, like, not too heavy. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Yeah, so... 
another thing that maybe people are thinking about, because we're spending a lot more time outside right now, because everyone, especially with the springtime, is rushing outside. I think we just need to uh, maybe take a moment when we're talking about caring more for our skin during this time to just, like, have a little SPF PSA. (laughs) SPF PSA. It's honestly crazy because people, like, it's, like, honestly, like, the most skipped and unknown portion of, like, a skincare routine. Mm -hmm. Like, not many people think about SPF. And, I mean, a lot of people believe, like, yeah, it should be worn on, like, super sunny days and, like, when it's, when you're outside, which is true, but Mm -hmm. the UV rays, like, the UVB rays and the UVA rays from the sun will still penetrate the skin even on, like, the cloudiest of days. Yeah, yeah. So, all, like, both of those, they can both lead to, like, higher risk of cancer and premature aging. But the difference between the two is that the UVA rays will still penetrate deeper and will cause definitely more like premature aging while the UVB rays are known to be stronger with yeah. the skin cancer. So I feel like it's crucial that people should be applying SPF after their moisturizer. And usually SPF can even add like a little boost to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more moisturizing for the skin. Because I know a yeah. lot of people who really, who who don't think that they need to use SPF or... Who, who don't use SPF at all. But I think everyone should be using SPF, even if maybe oh, yes. maybe this is radical and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm even thinking that maybe it's the most important step of a skincare routine. Oh, I, I believe so too because it's, honestly, you're supposed to be wearing it every day. Yeah. I mean, like, people just completely, like, blow over that, but it can come through even on, like, through the windows and when you're driving mm-hmm. and... Even if it's, like, raining out and you're standing outside, like, those rays are still going to penetrate your skin and it's still going to cause that damage. So if you're not protecting it, then yeah, it kind of feels like your whole facial skincare might be a little off anyway. Yeah. And it yeah. ruins the process. Absolutely. And people should be wearing SPF, not just on their face, but their whole entire body. Yes. Yes. Make that clear. (laughs) The whole body, not just the face. The whole body. Especially if you're spending a lot of time outside. Mm -hmm. Like... I know a lot of people who are, like, hiking or, like, going to the park or, like, spending time outside social distancing, and they need to be actually wearing that SPF, even though it is cloudy sometimes. Because I've even heard that that, um, when it's cloudy, that's when the sun can sometimes do the most damage, because, like you were saying, with those UV rays. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even so, it's like people are protecting themselves from, like, the coronavirus, but not protecting from skin cancer that the UV rays create. So, so you yeah. gotta think about it. One more thing though, because yes. people also don't know this. You shouldn't just do one application of the SPF on your face. Some mm-hmm. like a lot of clients thought like it was just one application, like you wash your face in the morning, do your whole thing, and then you put it you slap it on and like you're good for the day. Mm-hmm. You have to apply it like two to three hours. Like it's 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 gonna fade off. So if you're gonna be outside all day, if like you're gonna be hiking you should definitely be applying it like two to three hours. Just take like a a little pocket sized batch of it and bring it with you. Absolutely. That is such, that is such good advice because I feel like some people don't know that, that you should be applying it multiple times, especially if you're sweating and stuff too, it'll come off. Yeah. It's just going to sweat right off. But even if you're not sweating, it'll still come off. It'll still come off. Yeah. So that's important. So a couple of more little housekeeping things, I think. So if people are doing more treatments and masks and at-home stuff, if they're finding like a like a mask, how often do you recommend that people do like those more slightly specialty treatments to their skin that they're not used to doing in their regular routine? I feel like 
doing face masks are it's a good idea to do them like two to three times a week mm-hmm. but there are face masks that you could do every night oh wow they're usually like the hydrating ones that contain like hyaluronic acid but won't contain glycolic acid because you want to have like light ingredients to not strip the skin of mm-hmm. its like natural regenerative process but with the hyaluronic acid ones mm-hmm. they usually like help like i said pump the skin but they also have a lot of antioxidants and vitamins but you should still always be careful of what's within the actual product mm-hmm. and to be aware of using one for like your wrong skin type yeah yeah absolutely you're using the clay mask right i use a clay mask yes because i have oily skin <laughs> <laughs> Girl, <I feel> you. <laughs> oh. it's a struggle for oily skin like you it is smart to use a clay mask you could use it three times a week, but if you have dry skin, like that could only make it worse by using it to that amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people it's also who... a rule of thumb to like actually use the face mask more because I feel like some people just think to like use it like as like a little bit of like a treatment, like mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to do it like once every two weeks or you know what I mean? Like someone yeah. should be keeping up with that just like as you would with like your normal skincare processes that's that's so interesting because I always I guess was under the impression that it is more of a specialty thing but now that you say that I'm gonna do my my face mask a little more often (laughs) hey there's nothing wrong with that the face masks are like one of the best parts yeah it's really it's it's lovely it's very fun so my other uh question I guess for you because I feel like this has been on a lot of people's minds who um, are used to going to a skincare professional maybe for uh, breakout-related stuff or acne-related stuff. Should people be doing their own extractions right now? Because, really, nobody else can. True. I mean, yeah, it's... Because I know you guys recommend not to do your own extractions. Like, every skincare professional that I've ever met has said, do not touch your face, don't pick at your skin let me do it for you because only I know how. (laughs) See, I don't agree with that because I've always, like, even before I went to school, like, I was, I wasn't always picking my face, but I definitely, when something would pop up, like, I would always get that right off my face. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to be popping your own pimples or, like, removing the blackheads, like, doing your extractions, Mm -hmm. you definitely don't want to scar the skin or, like, scratch the skin. So if you're going to, I would wrap, like, you want to make kind of like a cushion on your fingers, basically. Mm-hmm. You could wrap like a little bit of like soft toilet paper, like a tissue, and you can use that to get them out because you don't want the like your nails. If yeah, because that's gonna just scratch the skin and like it's gonna make a scar. Like that's where like mm-hmm. a lot of the acne scarring comes from, which is like the picking and just yeah. not removing them right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting them off your face, honestly. Yeah, as long as you do it properly and don't. Yeah. And don't like pick with your nails or anything like that. And is there? Because yeah. I've also heard a couple different things about when you should do it. Do you do it before you wash your face? Do you do it after you wash your face? Do you do it when you're digging around in the dirt? <laughs> when are you supposed to touch your face, Jillian? <laughs> When you're digging around the dirt, you do it then too. Yeah, all the time. Honestly, I always do it like after I exfoliate because when you're exfoliating, like you're you're creating like that open surface and Mm -hmm. like that's kind of bringing everything out. So then it makes it easier for the actual like extraction process. They'll come out a lot smoother and like not as hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are times when like I have done it like right before I wash my face. But you Mm -hmm. always have to make sure like whether you're doing it like 
before your skincare routine or if you're doing it in the middle, you have to like wash your face afterwards because like that oil and the the pus honestly is like still going to be there. Yeah, and you don't want to transfer that over to like anything else. Yeah, yeah. And also making sure that you're doing it with clean hands. Like you should yes. always be touching your, your face hands. with clean hands. Um, <laughs> so is there anything else that you think that people need to know right now about caring for their skin specifically during this time when uh, maybe people don't have access to going to a skincare professional in person or something like that? I would, I would say just keep up on it. Like keep up on like looking at your face and see what's popping up. And the best thing you can do, there's a lot of, there's a lot of articles and a lot of great, spots that you can look online for things Mm -hmm. to figure out what you can do for your face but I know that because everyone's inside like you know people might be eating a lot more people might be drinking a lot more or you know even smoking cigarettes like yeah those are all toxins that are going to be affecting your face so if you're if you have like oily skin or if like you are acne prone and have like a lot of breakouts you want to steer away from dairy products, as you already should, for, like, a lot of many other reasons. Yeah. But... <laughs> this is a vegan place. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy we're here then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, acne just basically starts from the stomach. So, like, you have to think whatever you're ingesting is going to come and rise on your face. So mm-hmm. if you already have dry skin and, like, you're starting to drink a lot because you have the time now and there's nothing else to do, <laughs> your skin's going to get a lot drier. Um, if you're not eating as good, like it's going to cause a lot more acne and a lot more breakouts and smoking cigarettes that just makes your skin drier and it literally makes your pores smell. So you don't want to do that to yourself. Well, thank you so much for all of this amazing information. I am so happy to have had you on the show today. I'm so happy to be invited. I feel so honored. (laughs) Oh, I feel honored that you're spending your time to be on my show. So thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. That was Jillian Wood. And if you'd like to see more of her or hear more of her wonderful skincare wisdom, she'll be posting a lot of the tips, information, and resources on her blog, JW Aesthetics, which I will link below in the description. If you'd like to follow her on Instagram, you can also find her at MeekJill. Overall, I'm so happy to have had such a wonderful guest and friend on this podcast today, and I hope that everybody is staying happy and healthy and well, and that maybe some of the information used here can help encourage people to practice self-care, because that's really important right now. Thank you guys for listening. Namaste.